Hey guys, welcome to The Good, The Bad and The Ghosted, a brand new dating podcast that will take you through the good, the bad and everything in between. Each week I'll be chatting to different guests about everything from lockdown love, dating in the public eye, marriage, dating and mental health and so much more. Trust me, you are not going to want to miss this. On today's episode, I am joined by my good friend and housemate Nick and his gorgeous girlfriend Emily as they take me through their lockdown love. Welcome to the inaugural The Good, The Bad and The Ghosted podcast. Thank you very much for having us. It's an honour. Of course. Absolute honour. We're so happy to be here. (laughs) (laughs) So let's kick things off with, I'm sure, the question that everyone wants to know. How did you guys first meet? Emily, do you want to take this one? I'll take this one. Um, so, I mean, I guess we didn't even meet as such because we met on Bumble. Well, technically, I mean, Nick's going to jump in here because we met on Hinge to begin with. So, supposedly, we met on Hinge in 2019, I think. Was it? It was October? November. So, it was November time in 2019. And I remember it vividly because uh, it was actually me that stopped talking to Emily. So, obviously. I deleted it. <laughs> That's <laughs> such a lie. It's such a lie. I don't know why you say that. You still say it, don't you? But we don't know who's up talking to who, basically. But I think Nick that's probably a good to, thing, though. I think, yeah, I think that's timing is everything, isn't it? But I basically distinctly remember someone telling me, and I was saying to Nick when we matched on Bumble later, which we'll come on to. I remember him telling me about how he was on the bridge when the attacks happened, and I said, "Oh, someone else, yeah, someone else mentioned that to me." And he's like, "No, I think that's probably it's quite unlikely that someone else said that, but that was me." And oh, that's so that's how, how you realised that it was realized. actually. Oh no way! Yeah. yeah. So then, yeah, there was debate that happened, like where who spoke to who finished speaking to who. Um, but then we matched again on Bumble in March. Yeah, it was March the ninth this year. Not that Ooh, I know that. Date specific. specific. Oh, wow. God. <laughs> Nick is a sponge for anyone that doesn't know. That is um, very true, actually. <laughs> Um, so then we started speaking on Bumble and probably spoke for about, well, it was within the first week that we were going to meet, yeah. weren't we? Yeah, and it then... was in the first week and then uh, there were cases of coronavirus that were actually confirmed in my office. So uh, our kind of plan to meet went to pot and uh, then we kind of had to pursue this online relationship whereby our first actual date happened over FaceTime. And I was drunk. I was really drunk. <laughs> I, the only way I had the confidence. I mean, that's how the best things start, in my opinion. I know. I mean, sometimes you need a little As you can help. see, as we're <laughs> drinking right this very second. <laughs> I, knew, I basically was drinking with my family because I went home to the Cotswolds and um, had a bit of yeah, Dutch courage, I guess, and decided, Nick, do you want to FaceTime this evening? And he was like, actually, um, um, tonight's oh, probably so not the best. It wasn't even like a pre-organised thing. It was no. like a last minute, let's it do it tonight. Minute. Yeah, we kind of, um, I think it was probably about seven o'clock. I was having drinks with my housemates and uh, we then kind of scheduled it for about 10pm, which is late for any kind of day. I mean, it's the end of a date these days, isn't it? That's like booty call territory. It really normally. is booty call territory. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but it was the Dutch code, I think, that certainly helped it and made us feel more comfortable but it was surreal. I remember being so nervous. And I remember, it's so weird. I, I even put on aftershave to go on a virtual date. <laughs> it's the little thing. I wore a loungewear outfit. <laughs> I did my makeup, to be fair. I did do my makeup. And I think I put perfume on as well. But I looked like... To be honest, I think probably everyone did that at the beginning of lockdown. And when yeah. this whole thing started, everyone made an effort to actually try and still maintain normality. 
So that's so good. So with that, why did you decide to continue knowing that you obviously, with what was going on, weren't going to be able to meet face to face for potentially such a long time? I think that's the hard thing because with a lot of people, you wouldn't continue speaking, I don't think. Like, I think that it takes a certain match potentially because yeah. I would probably get bored of speaking someone to be brutally honest mm. it, you when you know when you don't know there's an end to it when you don't know when you're actually going to meet in person you're kind of left hanging but for some reason we kept up I actually think the Nick's to thank for that as well because you really kept the conversation <laughs> going you make it sound like I was constantly chasing I think and I, and I would like to say it's not just me that was talking for this amount of time on our first and second third date even you know we were on the phone for probably an average of about seven hours a day? So, no as in from, from start oh, to finish right okay date so that was still sick yeah it's still it's still a ridiculous amount of time isn't it I mean I remember like when you guys would say that and like I would see you the next day and you'd be like yeah like I didn't go to sleep until like 5am yeah I was like what on earth I know so I think yeah I think to your question that is why we probably pursued this because like Emily I would have got bored I get bored very easily so you know to be able to talk to someone continuously and not I mean there was never any awkward silences were there no, never. I think that's because we're both very, like, it's so cliche, but very real from the get-go. Yeah. So I would be my rawest self, and so would you. Mm. So I think that when you are so open, if you just like, allow people to like, keep like, discovering more and more and more, there's never, you never really get to the end. Yeah, um, I think that's really And we're really still good. discovering more now. Yeah, mm, absolutely. Quite scary. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you, obviously, the fact that you only FaceTimed for, I mean, how long was it? As in Until you actually, actually met, met face to face, yeah. Oh, it was months. It was months and months and months. Um, when was it? June? I think we actually yeah. met. Whenever we came out of, whenever it was legal to come out of lockdown, basically. Yeah. Uh, that was when we actually met. So yeah, it was months of online dating, and in terms of how we kept that going, we yeah, like how did you mix things up and like make it exciting and? We well, we had our own. I mean, you can. It was your idea, so you know. Well, when we were speaking and doing FaceTime dates, we decided, I, I think I said, I literally like kind of like <laughs> said beforehand, sorry if this is too soppy. I was like, it's such a stupid idea. And then you pick yourself down. So it's such a stupid idea. I was like, but we could potentially send hampers to each other. <laughs> I mean, this literally is so cute. I remember this and I was just like, I almost hated you guys a little bit because I was also talking to somebody at the same time. And I remember saying it to him. I remember And this. he literally couldn't have give like he gave less of a shit like yeah. he was just like oh my god that's so weird like what are they doing and I was like oh <laughs> yeah. just like I think it's nice like I think it is such a nice idea it's strange and when you're not meeting someone like obviously you forget like there's like all different senses and when you're not able to touch someone or smell someone it's almost like you have to make up for that and because we are both very thoughtful people I'd say um I obviously had this idea and Nick immediately, I didn't know how he was going to act so I didn't react because I didn't know what he was like at that point. But jumps obviously, on it. Jumps on it. <laughs> Absolutely loved the idea. Oh yeah, perfect. I'll go first. <laughs> um, so we start off with drinks hampers. So yeah, would... so who did go first? Um, it's a good question. Who did Wasn't go first? Both I, of, I, I think, think we did. Well, you sent one at the same time. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I think my one, I got sent an Aperol spritz and Nick, I sent him Moscow mules. Yeah. I sent it in a little like bar picnic basket, like hamper. Uh, so, so it's very cute. preppy and almost like Henry Regatta vibes. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I 
drank three bottles of Prosecco that night, a whole bottle of Aperol. Oh my God. I was told off by my dad the next day and that's not happened in a very long time. <laughs> How are you still standing, let alone she, talking? Oh, I was no, sick. Actually, no, she wasn't because there was this awkward kind of moment in the morning afterwards where there was just complete radio silence from Emily. And you know you get that kind of feeling like if you've been on a date. I mean, obviously it's never. So happened. this was after the first one. Yeah, this this. Oh, after you know, the first like, package the, that you after sent. After the first okay. package, was probably what like a third, fourth date. Yeah, I'd say so. And Anything you know, after happen. every single date before, you know, we'd spoken in the morning, and I say the morning like we <laughs> we been to bed at five six a.m. But we'd spoken in the morning, and uh, this was the first day where there'd been nothing from Emily, and I got worried. <laughs> I thought to myself, no. oh shit, what did I say? What did I do? But that wasn't the case, was it? No, I had my head over the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I was very ill. Oh, I no. actually, I'm not sure if the sensitive topic, well, it absolutely is, but I thought I had COVID. <gasps> I thought no. I had developed it, but I actually had a severe hangover. <laughs> so wow. if you're ever thinking you have COVID, make sure you have haven't drunk, drunk three <laughs> bottles of Prosecco yeah. this day It before. might be that. <laughs> it wasn't just three bottles of Prosecco either. That was just the mixer. I mean, it was, there was Aperol in there as well. Oh, and yeah. they're strong. Yeah, like, they are. And like, I think mixing mixing is always a mistake. Yeah, I mean the only bit it's of never soft go drink well. is what soda water in an Aperol spritz, isn't it? No. no if you make it like the Italians, then yeah. it's not much. <laughs> so okay, so it was a few months of you guys doing the FaceTime and the hampers and everything like that. Had you guys discussed before you met what you would do if you didn't? like each other or didn't fancy each other like did you have something in place yeah we did and I think we actually approached this with quite a lot of transparency didn't we um I think we we both knew that we built a special bond I guess um and we both knew that through what we'd seen online we and through FaceTime that we fancied each other or what we thought we fancied each other but obviously when you meet someone in person so different completely different so so different completely different um, and, and you're almost like I feel like when you're even though you guys are taking it to the next level and like a different extent, when you're talking to somebody in this capacity, you almost build up like an ideology of somebody mm. and you hope that that's going to carry through to when you meet them in person. But I'm sure we are all aware that sometimes that isn't the case. So that must have been a concern for you guys. Huge concern, huge concern. I think, you know, for me, especially, I, I mean, Emily probably felt the same as well, but just knowing what she's like, but I almost wanted to be the person who wasn't fancied. So, you know, I, I would have much preferred it if Emily didn't fancy me, as opposed to me not fancying or finding her attractive. Very thoughtful. <laughs> <laughs> Taking one for the team. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true though, isn't it? I mean, I, I, would you have felt the same? I mean, selfishly, I probably would have just wanted it to be the way that you wanted it to be for me, because I wouldn't like to be rejected. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, much. I guess, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, okay. But you're just very, I very selfless. either scenario would have been shit yeah it would have been more mm. like especially you'd obviously grown a bond you knew you liked each other mm. like there was did you feel like pressure yeah yeah i think both of us felt pressure and that's one of the things again nick being the kind of person he was was like i do not want you to feel any pressure whatsoever so i want you to know that he was like if we don't like each other he's like it's fine we just like be honest he was like we, we make like a pact right now we be open transparent and we say that and we go our separate ways so we were like, oh God, imagine yeah. if this actually happened and we didn't like each other. He's been speaking for months and then suddenly, and we're like, is this possible though? How can you, because you've developed such a deep connection. Because like I say, you can't 
smell or touch the person mm. um you have to talk about things that you would never normally talk about mm-hmm. um so i think that it does create that deep connection but i mean we say about smell in one of the hampers nick actually sent a hoodie <laughs> with his cologne on Oh, which was that is nice and i remember i'm not just trying to embarrass you because when i opened it i was like a little girl Choked. i like yeah. <laughs> literally <Yeah. Choked>. so <laughs> much <laughs> so usually with that with that uh with that aftershave because it's quite expensive uh, i usually only do maybe two max three squirts on myself <laughs> for emily in a hoodie that i never even wore you know i gave it so at least six new. wow yeah. that's impressive um, so yeah there was that but i mean looking back on it now and Emily's right and she touched upon it there we did very much kind of go with the attitude of what will be will be and also we kind of looked at it from a a mindset of well look we've helped each other through a hard time totally totally. yeah and and whatever whatever kind of outcome um, there is in terms of our relationship we will always look back on this time with fondness and um, I actually remember before you guys did meet in person having a conversation with Nick and you saying basically exactly Mm. that and that you know you have to take the positives from the experience you guys had even if it doesn't go further yeah and obviously if it did go further like what an amazing bonus yeah it's exactly that and I think that's for anyone dating in this time I think that's the way you have to look at it if you have a positive experience with someone that you've never met look at it like that Totally. No, don't. It's not. It's not wasted time because what else are we doing? <laughs> We're so not true. doing anything else right now. So it's. Uh, I, you know, Emily helped me through a great time. I had. A, I was very lucky. I met, you know, the girl of my dreams. <laughs> but it was. Nice. That sounds, she hates it. She's. <laughs> <literally> <laughs> but do you think actually, like taking COVID out of things, that that is a really good positive way to think about dating in general because I think you know sometimes you'll talk to somebody for a week or two before you meet them and okay you get to meet them and it's not what you were hoping for there's just no connection whatever but I always try to find the positives and think well you know we got on for a little while they kept me company you know I know it's a bit of a weird thing to say but I think that's a good positive to take from meeting somebody and talking to somebody and it not going somewhere that you know not even just in covid times but just in general i think it's rather than seeing it as an as a negative Mm. to always take the positives out of these experiences definitely i think that everyone comes into your life for a reason whether that be for like a date or whether you're with them for a while or whatever you're on this i'm very spiritual in this way where i think you're on this like path and you're with yeah on a journey yeah exactly 100% on a journey and it leads you to like a really great ending i think everyone always everyone has to have a great ending but just some people it takes longer than others mm-hmm. and in this case fingers crossed we've been really fortunate yeah yeah and, and i yeah i completely agree and i think you know even if you've had a bad experience with someone through whatever time you know you always look back at it as a learning don't you so and, and it makes you appreciate things i and, and this whole period has made us appreciate things that we maybe can't enjoy anymore mm-hmm. um so yeah, I think the same kind of mindset can be applied to dating as well. Yeah, certainly. absolutely. I totally agree. So what was your first date when you met face to face? So we need to remember this because basically when we did meet face to face, we did, we then 
each week we do different cuisines because obviously you can't go out to restaurants so we had to bring the restaurants to us mm-hmm. so we're in my flat in Barnes and the first day I think I think I swear I it wasn't necessarily a cuisine or maybe it was Italian but I made Nick pasta yeah my mum makes this amazing pasta and it's like fresh lemon and like pesto and the pasta pesto fresh pasta. is the best day. yeah <laughs> oh, it really is, it really is. <laughs> and then the pasta you put in with the water a little bit and it like cooks the you put some amazing. eggs in there as well and it cooks it all and it was I mean I'm mm. sold because I mean this household is oh. a pasta household like I if I could eat pasta every single day we, I would yeah, so I, I probably would have slept with you if you cooked that for me <laughs> <laughs> it was a perfect first day meal it really was I, I remember and Sara you'll remember this I was so nervous so nervous so nervous like I've ne- I, I don't get nervous before dates I just I never have I really haven't and it isn't an arrogant thing or anything like that it's just because you go into it with this I don't know, like what will be will be kind of Totally. And I I mean I'm exactly the same. Yeah. Like I literally, you know, you just yeah. go with the flow. I'm gonna spend three to four hours with a stranger. Three to four hours? Well sometimes. <laughs> if you start the date at <laughs> well, you say you Christ. finish work, you start the date at say seven and then you finish at ten or eleven, no? That's three to four hours. Well, I suppose. Well I'll speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> And, but this was completely different. There was this whole another level of like complexity of um, pressure to it. You know, I felt and and look, I'm going to hit the corny button again. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Be prepared, guys. Emily is cringed now already. <laughs> but I, but I, you know, I in my head and whatever, I felt like I'd fallen in love with Emily. And before you'd met. Before I'd met. Yeah, which is cra- look, it is crazy. And I, and if I someone had said that to me prior to me feeling it, I wouldn't think it was real. To be fair, my mum said that she loved Nick before she met him. <laughs> so At least I you know had a that I love him, just in case things yeah. didn't work out with Emily. <laughs> <laughs> she liked my smell as well, didn't she? She had a sniff. Oh yeah, she smelt it when I, so I gave her the hoodie. It. It's a good the hoodie. The hoodie. It's a yeah. good. It is a good smell. It's a really good smell. What is it? Creed. It was Creed, yeah. Mm. That was, yeah. Spenny, Spenny Creed. Ooh, <laughs> um, I'm going to top up my drink. Go on then. I actually might join you, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, my mum smelt the hoodie and she thought, she was like, oh, well, it's one expensive taste and two, he smells like he's a really nice guy, <laughs> if you can smell that. I, I mean, think, that's niche. Yeah, I, I mean, I've always said your mum's a great judge of character. Yeah. So actually... Just kind of sidelining from the um, first date question, what did your parents think about this? Like, did they, they obviously knew that you were doing this. I don't know, Nick, I mean, obviously with you not being back home, but Emily being back home. Um, what did they think about you doing this with someone that you didn't know? Interesting question, because Nick's will, parents will come on to because they just didn't know, I don't think. Um, but, or nor your sister. Um, Typical but, boy, that yeah, it really Holding is, it all together. <laughs> but my parents, so my brothers, because I've got three younger brothers as well, um, and they all had different opinions. I think Ben <laughs> kind of stayed out of it, but probably thought it was strange. Harry <laughs> was like... Um, this guy's wet is his exact words, actually. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and he still holds that opinion as well. I'd say, I don't think you're wet. You're like damp. <laughs> damp. Damp. That, that's such a terrible analogy. I'm damp. I, but it, imagine if I put that on my Bumble profile. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm 31 and I'm damp. Well, it doesn't sound great like that, but I think, yeah, you're not too wet, but you're not dry. You're in Agreed. the middle. I think so. A little bit soggy. A little bit soggy. <laughs> <laughs> 
perfect way you want your Granola, actually. That is, yeah. yeah. See? Positive. See, no, Not too crunchy. Consistency of Granola. Yeah. Ideal. I'll go with that. There we go. <laughs> I plan on going to dating app anytime soon, but if I did... That's true. Yeah. yeah. You've got it set up already. There we go. <laughs> but then my little brother, Wilbur, he's not little, he's taller than me, he said that he thinks the whole situation's very weird, and he said it's actually disturbing. Mm. Um, so basically, no one thought it was... My mum thought it was adorable, and she thought... She just knew Nick was different from the get-go, because I think mums have an instinct, yeah, for sure. Yeah, 100%. My dad... isn't necessarily the most easy to read but I would say again thought it was a bit strange like I would come down that's why I think I got told off for drinking three bottles of Prosecco because he (laughs) didn't really understand it he was like why are you receiving hampers from a guy that you've never met before I mean it's funny though because I kind of feel like maybe other people perhaps within our generation might not think it's the most normal (laughs) thing to do but then I feel like maybe older people because obviously back then you had to like court and well, make it. more yeah. of an effort because you weren't able to like, you know, do all these different things. So I think maybe they would understand it a little bit more. And obviously, you know, people our age would be like, that's weird. Like, you know, mm. go on a date or whatever. Mm-hmm. But obviously that wasn't possible. Do you know what? I think, I think you hit the nail on the head because, and so many people have kind of likened this to courting because at, you, know, you, go on a, you go on a date, right? And you would talk about what you did that day or what you did that week. Whereas we, it was like Groundhog Day. So what we had to talk about was actually who we are, what we enjoyed, mm-hmm. where we see our future. Well, yeah, because like you that. weren't doing anything. anything. There was nothing to report each day. Absolutely nothing. So we had to get to know each other on a very different level, I think. As in, I sent a video to Nick of me finding a dead squirrel in the garden. Yeah. That's Ooh. the kind of content we were sending <laughs> at one point. It was kinky. <laughs> it was kinky. Very kinky. Wow, that's uh, that is an interesting one. Yeah, <laughs> really but I was the thing is I was very aware that your uh, brothers, because you, <laughs> Emily, you will get to know this. No horse bars. Emily will tell you anything and everything. There is there was complete transparency from the outset with everything. So she told me that her brothers found it weird, and of course, being a guy, you want to connect with your potential girlfriend's mm-hmm. brothers, mm-hmm. and that kind of played on my, I don't know, played on my mind a bit, and. Um, Hopefully I've won them over now. I would like to say we're all very good friends, but yeah. <laughs> <You it, hope. laughs> they That's all, Emily side-eyes me they now. Say. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are. You're really good friends now, I'd yeah. say. Like, I think that is such an important thing when it comes yeah. to relationships anyway. Is like for me, I always find like when you end a relationship, obviously the hurt that comes from not being able to see that person is mm. hard. But then you obviously build that relationship with their family and you actually end up missing them more. So I'm on the same page where I think building a relationship yeah. with a family. And I think like Nick, you and me are probably similar in the way that we're quite family orientated anyway and like mm. quite home bodies. Mm. And I'm sure, Emily, you're exactly the same. And I think that's always a really important thing to have in a relationship is just that you know that you can get on with everybody that's around. Definitely. And I almost think it's like a bit of a red flag if someone's not close with their family. I'm Yeah, totally. I feel exactly the same. That's actually always one of my questions on a date is whether or not they are close with their family. Because like you said, if they're not, it does bring up a few things like, okay, well, why? Or, you know, it's an interesting one. Yeah, I would actually, because I actually found it, because you know you kind of have this kind of mental checklist in your head when you're dating someone. And when Emily would tell me about things that she got up to with her brothers that day or just, I mean, you would share things that the boys had done but it was done in such a kind of, um, 
I don't know. It was such a nice. What Emily was. Emily. Emily articulates her relationship with her brothers so well, which I don't know why I'm talking about it right now. It's kind of ironic. But it was so nice for me to listen to when she was telling me about you know all the things. And it's so nice. I think you know having three brothers and being the, the only girl, the eldest. You've got such a great dynamic, and and I found that attractive. Uh, that was one of my things that I'd have on my mental checklist mm-hmm. as well. So, and I think the fact you've obviously got a sister as well, so yeah. you're obviously having a sibling, you kind of just get that family dynamic, yeah. I think, as well. So, obviously, talking about courting and everything like that, and it being a little bit different to what it potentially could have been. Thinking back now, like, how do you think it could have gone? <laughs> if COVID and lockdown and everything that we've experienced over the last few months wasn't a thing, like it never happened. Like, do you think it would have been the same or what do you think would be different? It is such an interesting question because honestly, I think, well, we both said that we don't even know if it would necessarily. Well, no, did you say that you think that it would have worked? And I said that I don't know. No, I I, I genuinely don't. I think, um, I think, I mean, I personally wouldn't have changed anything about the way that we've met and mm-hmm. everything in the timeline of, of everything. Well, you've just, like, connected on yeah. such a different mm. level, which I don't think you would have gotten, especially so soon, no. meeting in person. Because generally, like, if you meet in person, it's a, what, one day a week, maybe more, like, it, but that's the general consensus. But I think yeah. the fact that you guys were talking all the time and obviously doing FaceTimes, and like you said, the fact that you had to come up with you know different levels of conversation you it was i mean it was just completely different to if we'd done it in what we as if yeah, i've done we, it with you we are in the race of all three of us. <laughs> i feel like i've got along the journey with them yeah. um as if you guys had done it in normal life mm. it was definitely a catalyst for us wasn't it lockdown yeah, for sure like everything yeah. just went like even when we said that we like love each other for the first time on like the it was like the second time we seen each oh, other in person. Oh, we've got person. to tell that story in a bit. I mean, we don't okay. have to get to it now, but I mean, we can, we've got to get... Yeah. It's a good story. It's a good story, yeah. <laughs> it's a good story. Yeah. No, it was. I, I, look, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything, but you're right. I think if we were to look back and if we could have met, say, on that Tuesday mm. before there were confirmed cases of COVID in my office, would it have gone the same way? I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to think, I'd like to think yes, because I like to think that, you know, what's meant to be is meant to be, but... But that's the thing, I think everything happens for a reason. And I'm not saying that lockdowns happen because we needed it to happen for our relationship. (laughs) But the fact that we were in that situation when once we started talking, um, I mean, I don't know if Nick even wants me to bring this up, but I'm going to. Um, (laughs) These are my favourite stories. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yours. You need to get that joked out, Nick. (laughs) I've told you to go to the doctors. (laughs) Um, but basically I was, so I was at in stage of my life where I was talking to, on dating apps, talking to people and I was talking to someone else at the time and I am known for putting all my eggs in one basket, mainly because it's just so time consuming. It's like having a full time job it's dating. Stressful. It's, it's stressful. It's so stressful. I used to have a spreadsheet. <laughs> Nick knows this. When I first moved to London and I started yeah. dating... I had to have a spreadsheet, and this is a terrible admission, so I'm so sorry if anyone was ever included in that, um, of, yeah, like, their name, where they lived, how old they were, what they did, just so I could keep up. Like, it's hard work. Dating in London is hard work. It really is. And I basically came into work when we were, because obviously we were able to come into the office at the time, and my friends were giving me some tough love, and they were saying, look, Emily, you can't continue with this. Your homework this evening is to uh and i it's great on homework 
to go home and find someone else to talk to and you need to come in tomorrow and you need to be conversing with someone else like that you're going to be speaking to for a period of time so I went home and I thought right literally I was sat on my bed so I think we've spoken about before when where were we when we first started mm. talking um and I was sat on my bed in Barnes in my flat and I was like swiping through and there was genuinely nothing so I decided to filter more so I was like I really gonna have to filter this to get <laughs> get integrating and Nick just like I slipped through only yeah. just by like, the skin of our teeth, you did the same. So I yeah. filtered mine to six foot. Nick is six foot. And I said, no old just. Just. In, in, in shoes. With the hair. <laughs> I have a physician's exam that confirms six foot, so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and also 32 was 31, my eldest. 31. 31 was my eldest age, and you were yeah, 31 at the time. time. Okay, that was it then. Yeah. And um, we started talking because I, I, I think I recognised him and obviously it was from Hinge, but I had no idea at the time. Mm-hmm. I thought familiar face and obviously thought like good looking, he seems funny. So second time round you met on Bumble. You Bumble. matched on Bumble. So yeah. you had to send the first message. So I had to send, oh, here we are. Yeah. Yes, I did. Yes, <laughs> My favourite topic. I'm glad you mentioned that, Sarah, actually. Yeah, so Emily made the first move. I want that on record. <laughs> but so you knew you recognised him. Yeah. But you didn't know why. Didn't know why. It was just like See, a this familiarity. Is this is always awkward. It is. Because you're like, have I have we met in person? Is it because one of my friends has showed me yeah. you? Or you just kind of it's have to take the plunge. It's a small, like London is a small place. Mm. It's a, it's weird. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. It is. But this homework transpired into me coming in the next day super cocky and went over to my friend and said, yeah, actually I am talking to someone. And it, it already at that point, I couldn't, we had our notifications turned off because we were like, well, we can't at this point. We ended up turning them on yeah. um, afterwards. But, I couldn't go on the tube. Like, you know you see people on the tube and they're like chuckling away or laughing like at a book or something. I'm like, how can it be that funny? I don't believe you. It's <laughs> lies, lies. I couldn't check my messages on the tube because I would burst out laughing. And to me, even now, that seems <laughs> surreal. Because <laughs> obviously not that funny anymore. But <laughs> it's, it's grown, it's grown thin. I knew it's that grown was coming. Thin. <laughs> I did. What was it that, come on, while we're on the topic, you know, what was it that made you laugh specifically? I just think you've obviously got a very similar sense of humour to me. <laughs> obviously. A good one. A very good one. Um, no, I just, I don't know. I think we do just click and we do just find the same things funny. So naturally, I think when you joke about something, you obviously find it hilarious yourself and Nick would do similar things. Yeah. So. Do you know what we actually did? Uh, so I remember, that, you know, there's that awkward time when you really like someone and you think it's in your own mind. I don't want to date anyone else right now I just want to date you so I, I just said to Emily I kind of slipped into conversation we were talking about oh by the way I've deleted Bumble <laughs> you know, but- <laughs> see that's the awkward thing like you know yeah. did you discuss that or did you do it like on your own accord like how did you I feel like that's always an awkward like conversation to have like whether or not you delete the apps and you yeah know. the whole what are we Mm. I think we did, we, we did talk about it. I think I, I think I made the first move on that one because I, I basically, I think we talked about the fact that we weren't speaking to anyone else and um, as Emily said, you know, she was talking to someone else but I think there came a, a tipping point time, wasn't there, where, you know, you kind of describe me surpassing that person and then you kind of, that, that dwindled on that, that conversation and I'd stopped talking to whoever I was talking to at that time as well. So, um, yeah, we were quite transparent in that sense. Yeah. Uh, but we actually read back our conversations because I screenshotted all of them. So I, I, wanted, I wanted to document well. them. I wanted to document them. I think that's great, yeah. yeah I, I think, think you good. should. You, think you could. Uh, <laughs> you should. And we, 
we were actually, you know, it was when we were in Croatia, we, we read through them for the yeah. first time. And uh, what was really refreshing, and I think, you know, I've certainly done this in the past, probably, and it's not been my true self when I've been on a dating app. As in, I don't know, not being what I'd actually, what, not saying what I'd actually say if someone said this to me, or um, maybe just basically pretending to be someone I'm not. I mean, I, I guess I would in that circumstance, that. it depends also what you're looking for. So if you are looking for something genuine, you're more likely to answer as your true self. But if you're just looking for a bit of fun or do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, you know, depending what you're looking to get out of the experience, I think very much dictates how you are. Like you're obviously always going to be some form of your true self, mm -hmm. but it's either going to be, you know, slightly, you know, one or the other, like opposite end of the spectrum yeah. kind of thing. So I think it's, you know, understandable for sure. But we, but we, that's the thing we, we literally read these back and it was how we would have been right now and i think that is a great foundation really isn't it i mean we were we were we were answering we were telling each other the things there was there was kind of no there was no dressing up of anything we were just who we were from the start my first question to you was do you prefer orange juice with juicy bits or smooth and Ooh, he answered correctly yeah what, what would you say I'd go no bits. Oh, see, I'm juicy well, bits. Oh, I, you would, I tell it's you what, lucky you, that I go for men. Yeah. <laughs> you would not pass the test. Damn it. So. <laughs> so, so, I, so one of the questions that I asked was, because I love playing... Uh, that sounds so weird. I love playing with balls. I love playing with, like, <laughs> I love playing with balls when I'm on holiday in the pool and things like that. So I asked child. Emily... Yeah, absolute child. I am a child. You are. Uh, I asked Emily, you know, if we were on holiday, would you play ball with me at the swimming pool? And when we ended up in the Daily Mail because of kind of meeting in lockdown um, we read through some of the comments and I got so many people saying you're a complete weirdo what a lech I mean for I also looked at the comments which I never do but let's face it no offence the people that look at the Daily Mail are you know yeah. questionable um, yeah. and I'm one of them so I can say that yeah. um, I check it you know two, three, four maybe five times a day yeah. Um but also kind of like separate to obviously what we're talking about, like how did you deal with that? Obviously having done a couple of interviews now with the Daily Mail, I think you're in the Metro. Like how, I mean, I feel like for Emily, obviously you've kind of done the influencer Instagram thing for a little while, but obviously Nick, this is really new to you. So with the comments and stuff, like how have you dealt with that? I'm really glad you brought that up because it's a really emotional time. <laughs> <laughs> um, how have I coped with the comment? I mean... I, I look. You got to take them with a pinch of salt. Um, like you said, the Daily Mail readers—no offense, but are questionable. Maybe not the Daily Mail readers on the whole, but the ones that actually I read leave. Daily Mail. You read Daily Mail. As do I, as yeah. I just said. Yeah, I think it's a lot of people's guilty pleasure. But I think the ones that leave the leave the comments are, you know, uh, look, their free freedom of speech is part of our well it's just our, I mean yeah. with social media the internet just like everything like that trolling is a huge thing like yeah. it's, it's you're always going to get it no matter what you do where you do it and you know you just have to figure out a way to I guess deal with it really exactly and I I would be lying if I said because there was a big thing about my toe I remember this. Oh there was my a, god! Honestly, that if you look I at the remember, picture, I'm looking at them right now, and I yeah. don't think they're that weird. <laughs> no, they're actually got lovely feet. 
But honestly, the, the the picture, if you actually see it, Nick's toe looks like it's, like I don't know, a separate part of itself. It's huge. <laughs> it's coming huge. off on. the flip-flop. I don't blame it. It's a mutant toe in, the, in that photo. <laughs> I felt like replying... And I agree with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I agree with you. And also, it's revolting. For those who don't know, I've recently lost my toe now. So I felt like yeah. replying with a photo of it, being like, how about this then, hon? Yeah. It could be worse, guys. It could yeah. be worse. Yeah. Exactly. It was weird, though, wasn't it? Because we, we obviously got contacted by a journalist from the Daily Mail who got wind of our story from following Emily on Instagram. And we just thought, because there was a bit of toing and froing from the start, wasn't there, whether or not we should do the story. Um, but we thought, and why, why not? did you think that? Was it because of the channel, or because you weren't sure if it was something people wanted to see? Like, what was your thoughts on the whole thing? I think a bit of both, but mainly because of the channel, because we thought that Daily Mail is notoriously known for twisting stories, mm-hmm. and we were like, what well, if we need to be really careful with what we say? But in the end, we weren't. So, like, actually, if you read the article. To be fair, it probably does say stuff like that. Emily was hammered when she went on the call. And Nick is like, <laughs> is that the kind of thing your parents want to read? Probably not. Yeah. But it's just, like, I guess that's their style. Mm-hmm. Um, You've got to take it with a pinch of salt, haven't you? I guess, not I mean, no matter with that kind of, like you said, with that kind of channel, they turn things into a negative, but maybe they're just like, they just twist the words and they just, it's just a different... They want it to be dramatic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they just want to make it sound more than it actually exactly. was. Exactly. And I mean that's probably why so many people will read the Daily Mail because they want like this juicy goss as well. Oh, I absolutely live for it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm like, even if it's not true, I'd just love to read it. <laughs> what I would say is off the back of that, you know, we got a huge amount of positive and lovely messages from people as well. So it was you know, it was it was balanced in that sense. Well that's so true actually, because I think with things like this people so much they focus on the negatives mm. yeah. but you forget that there are actually people out there that support you and your journey and yeah. everything like that so I think that's almost obviously easier said than done but what you have to focus on is the people that actually support what you're doing and follow your journey Absolutely. definitely and the people that were commenting like if you actually looked at them were like I mean I don't want to say anything bad but like people that were double my age essentially and they clearly had complexes themselves. I mean, I was told that I needed to lose some weight off my hips and thighs. And you can imagine, like, luckily I'm confident in myself enough to know that I'm happy with my body. Um, I'm not, like, super skinny, but I'm not, I am happy with my body. But, like, imagine someone that's in a bad place already and you get those totally. sorts of comments. And, I mean, this is us, like, not even considered, like, a zealous celebrity. We are just, like, normal people. Imagine other people that are in the limelight and they have articles written purely on them there at the top of the Daily Mail and it is like X spotted on beach looking overweight. Like I can't Mm -hmm. even imagine the mental effect that it would have on you. I mean, just as like a kind of sideline from what we're talking about, obviously, like I said, with you having a, um, you know, a decent Instagram following Mm -hmm. and you've been doing this obviously for a while, do you personally get messages like that or is that something you've had to deal with before or is this fairly new for you since you've obviously started the the Instagram with Nick? I would actually say it's pretty new for me. I've been very fortunate in that I haven't really had any trolls. 
um i hear so many awful stories of people having people having their death threats and things and like i can't even so imagine sad. that the mm. worst i've had has been via nick's instagram account where i've had like messages being like she's the most annoying girl on instagram granted probably am but you I know mean, what you can deal with I'm stuff like that right exactly. like that's you know, like, embrace the annoyance <laughs> <laughs> exactly like you're my white voice be a bit whiny yeah. here we go <laughs> <laughs> that is you know there's a that, you know, what i've said to emily i warned her from this from the outset is that i have a lot of women that want to <laughs> sorry where is this going <laughs> what the hell <laughs> I'm joking of course no yeah, that, no, that never ever happens <laughs> but yeah no it's nice and actually you know Emily showed me a lot of comments that she gets on her own Instagram and they're so positive and they're so lovely and there are people out there that actually really appreciate the fact that Emily is so transparent on a mm-hmm. lot of things whether it be her skin whether it be her bloat, um, you know, oh just the name, just the, the name, toenail, <laughs> the toenail. But um, you know what? I love that though because I think generally people focus so much on the negatives, even if it's the people that are sending you the negative comments or the people that are then reporting on the negative comments. Mm. I think it's so nice to hear that actually there are people out there mm. who support you and both of yeah. you and there are people that you know are nice and it's not just a world full of negative people who want to bring people down and 100%. I think people need to stop focusing on those people because I feel like it's the trolls that want the time and yeah. the, the internet space and if we didn't project so much light on those people they would hopefully go away, go away. and yeah. social media and the internet and other places like this would become a much more positive platform for people to be able to express who they are, how they feel, what they're going through, especially like during these times, like, you know, we need the positive. We need everyone in a happy space. Yeah. And I think you two are just the perfect example of that because you're just doing you in the most normal positive way that you can definitely i think we were taken aback by some of the comments as well because at the other end of the spectrum you've got people that honestly like you suddenly feel like you're some form of like celebrity i'm like oh my god (laughs) and like saying like oh my goodness you guys are the sweetest couple i've ever seen like i can't believe like and it's like it makes you take a second look at yourself and you're like wow someone actually sees us in this light and we just see us yeah it just it's it is really interesting you need to come up with a name for your fans Mm. Think about mm. it. Come M-Z- back to me. Eminix. Eminix. <laughs> I think Nick, Nick's probably good at this. No yeah. offense. Yeah, okay. I think it's true. Nick's good at stuff like this. It's weird. No, it, oh I, I, no, look, don't put me on the spot, okay? It was end up sounding like some kind of disease, okay? So I'm not going to coin our fans. But no, it is nice. It's really nice. I mean, look, if I was to focus on the Daily Mail comments, I'm, what am I, a narcissist with... A weird toe. And <laughs> I think orange maybe orange, was one of them. Orange, orange <laughs> yeah. fake tanned narcissist. That was it. And yeah. I can actually say that Nick, maybe his face, but yeah. body-wise, <laughs> body-wise, does not use fake tan does not at use fake all. Tan. Yeah, it is very brown all year round. He's just got a good skin tone, as does Emily. There you go, exactly. But for the face, it's all oh, the paradise. Dark yeah. tanning drops. Yeah, <laughs> I use tan lux if anyone wants to know. <laughs> and you say that, I was there with a mitt on my hand last night doing Emily's back so it's a tough spot to get to be fair it it's really a tough is. spot and I mean Nick's, Nick's had to do mine before Jess has oh, done mine our other well, housemate well that explains it because he is phenomenal so he's had some good practice good practice yeah he's very very good I, with the I feel that the, uh, the the technique is not to apply too much pressure 
and make sure you I told you circular this. motions. Oh, circular motions Clockwise is circular key. Motions. There's nothing worse than, which you did, by the way, to begin with, <laughs> scrubbing you. Oh, no, we don't scrub. It's a light, round, <laughs> yeah, circular motion. Yeah, a light, round, circular motion. Yeah. yeah. So, obviously, kind of touching on the Daily Mail and the fact that you've been obviously contacted by journalists. And for people that don't know, you have your couple's Instagram, at Ems mm-hmm. and Nick. Yeah. So what does the future hold for you guys? What does the future hold? Well, I think, you know, given the fact that we met in lockdown and the travel restrictions were cast upon us, uh, we as a couple probably felt like, you know, our priorities had shifted a bit, hadn't they? Mm -hmm. So we wanted to travel a lot more and see the world a lot more. And uh, when we went on our first holiday to Croatia, when uh, travel restrictions loosened and... um, it became more lenient in that in that sense. Um, we got inundated with messages, didn't we? We got absolutely inundated with where we were, what we were up to, and it was really nice and really kind of positive messages. So we that was kind of the catalyst to us starting Ems and Nick. Yeah, and we were literally outside my flat, and Nick said, "Oh my God, imagine if we did a travel account." And I am the sort of person that can't just sit on an idea, like, much <laughs> like you, Sarah, with this podcast. Like, I want to do it. Let's do it. I am of the same nature, and I just before we even went up the stairs, I was when like, "Well, know, we've got to make an Instagram account. The username's going to be taken." Can I just interrupt? Can I just interrupt? So, so we we agreed to do it, and then yeah, I was stood outside the door of Emily's flat, waiting to get in. And she and she wouldn't let us walk up the stairs until we got the username. That oh, was it wasn't just that username. Then I had username. to also create email. A, an email. <laughs> an email. Hello, wow. Emerson, like, at gmail.com. Yeah. Oh, uh, I followed, might send one. <laughs> <laughs> followed by then making a, a business Facebook account so that we could transfer our Instagram to a creators slash professional profile and once all that was oh, done wow. okay. we were allowed to go into the flat yeah. <laughs> well i mean that's the best way to be if you're going to do it do it exactly exactly and it has no it's been great and and actually we got so we got contacted by bumble the other day didn't we we did yeah so bumble i figured this was going to happen at some point yeah so yeah. Really not to. Yeah. it would be yeah, really 100 really really yeah they love a positive dating story yeah yeah I mean, you can tell the story, but yeah, we got we got contact with Bumble PR, didn't we? Yeah, and it was through one of my friends. So they, so they actually had yeah. My friend messaged me saying that someone from PR wanted to speak to us. Can we have our email? So they basically will take us now as a case study, and potentially like if press get in touch, then they pass on our story. But then they'll post it on their social media and things like that. But That's like you so say, good. they're always about positive stories. Um, totally. So I think that yeah, they've seen our story and they just want they think it's like a. I mean, obviously, it is a very positive story. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it's been interesting as the other types of press. Like, we didn't realise. So, we had the Daily Mail and the Metro that we agreed. Mm-hmm. Then we had Bumble, we obviously spoke to. Then we had people from Croatia and France <laughs> and Italy message Greece. us. Oh, wow. From the places that you've visited US. and are potentially visiting. No, no, Or no. just so this everywhere. Was, no, this was... So, basically... I don't know, kind of news corporations from all over the world have picked up on the story. No way. Yeah, even to the point where we had the French Huffington Post make a video. Yeah, they made a video on us. Better than we could ever describe our story. Honestly, you'll have to watch it later. They have literally done like, what, a 10 minute video describing they've taken Instagram stories, everything. That's incredible. Cool transitions. (laughs) It looks good. It Guys, really does can you good. get in touch with me so I can yeah. do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does look good. And then, actually, recently we've been contacted by a filmmaker. Oh, yeah, they're like, can we do a documentary? What, your life story? <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. Oh, my God. Who's going to play you guys? 
Um, well, I'm thinking Joseph Gordon-Levitt for me. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And for me... Penelope Cruz. Oh, nice. I mean, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. old. that's a really old version of Emily. <laughs> that's the later, the later <laughs> yeah. old version. Okay. To the future. <laughs> Isn't she 50? Well, Nick fancies Emily Ratajkowski, so that's someone that I can never look I like. mean, she's a bit, to be fair. <laughs> but as are you, so... I um, only fancy her because of her name, Emily. That's, you know... That's a good save. Emily's <laughs> number one. Emily's number one, yeah. Okay, so to kind of round off the first episode of The Good, How The exciting. Bad... Ghosted. How about you guys share your top five tips for dating? For anyone that's listening oh, who yeah. is going through the journey, whether it's through lockdown or in normal mm-hmm. life, what do you think are the top five dating tips you would like to impart on the public? I think we should take it in turns here. So I'm going to go first. Okay, yeah. And 100%, it might be cliche, but you've got to be true to yourself. You've got to be nothing but your true self because if that person I think people are so scared these days of that other person not liking that person but Mm -hmm. do you really want to be in that situation if that's the case no so it although it's very easy to do and say stuff like I think I've read something once where it's like the way that a guy responds to the girl's message dictates how the rest of that relationship or said dating experience is going to be mm-hmm. because if they're like quite distant and then the girl will be like okay well this is how he wants me to be so I'll be like this or if he's really keen then they'll be like that and that's obviously great but I just think that you've got to be true to yourself because that way you can look back and be like well I don't regret anything because I was myself I couldn't can't look back and be like actually I wish I was more this, I wish I was more that. I literally, I completely agree. Like, I am such an advocate for being yourself yeah. because there's no point pretending mm-hmm. to be somebody else only to get to a certain point when mm-hmm. you realise actually this person likes someone that you just aren't. Yeah. And I think just be yourself. If they like you, great. If they don't, they aren't the person for you. 100%. It's on me now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Come on, Nick, show us right, the goods. Okay, so I would say, okay, so dating in a, a normal world, I would say making sure you take control of that situation. Okay, don't leave anything up to chance. So I'm a massive booker. I love booking things. <laughs> don't I? I love booking things. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I love booking I don't like any uncertainty. So one thing I do like to do is um, make sure, say you're taking a girl or a guy to a restaurant or a a bar book that table or book that um you know place at the bar uh, you know don't leave anything up to chance i think there's only so much thing go wrong on a date but there's nothing worse than turning up to somewhere it being full and then you have to the come worst. up with a plan b all of a sudden yeah. don't leave yourself in that situation mm-hmm. so give yourself some security in the knowledge that you know that you're going to have a it's seat all wherever that may be. yeah that's a good one Back to him. Back to me. I think there's a massive thing to do with, I mean, keeping the spark alive by constantly mixing things up. I think mm-hmm. you can't get too comfortable. And I mean, like, again, like we say, like, lockdown's been a catalyst for us, so we can very easily get too comfortable. But both of us make it like a priority of ours to make sure we take it in terms of date nights, whether that's like going out to a restaurant if we can, um, not so much anymore, or <laughs> doing stuff at home. But actually we found that we love doing stuff at home and I think it shows more thoughtfulness, more effort. So we do Mexican nights and we like make margaritas and we, although actually, I mean, it's still quite expensive. Like it's cheaper than going to a restaurant. Totally. I mean, by the time you've had 10 margaritas, like you may as well have bought 
two bottles of Cointreau and yeah. tequila. Um, and there's obviously like different ways to do it. Like I think a lot of people think if you're having like a night in, especially now yeah. that, you know, winter is upon us. Um, I think it's good that you can have date nights in, but you get dressed up still. You put makeup on if you're a girl yes. or a guy, if you want to. Yeah. Um, and make an effort. So you're not there in, you know, gym leggings or, you know, active wear. Um, and yeah. you know make an effort with that and so it's almost like you are going out even though you are staying in so just make it a special occasion definitely oh this has come back around far too quickly <laughs> come on he wasn't thinking any of that he was just thinking about his next point <laughs> it's like you know when you're <laughs> when you're in the class and someone says to you like okay we're now going to go around the table and we're yeah. going to ask everybody it's my worst nightmare yeah, worst I actually feel sorry for you Nick yeah. I'm glad I'm the host right now and then it gets around <laughs> to people and they're like oh you took my question you took my one I was going to say that and I was like well Deirdre you should have come up with something else <laughs> Deirdre is it 1912 <laughs> <laughs> I was like what name can we use that won't offend anyone in 2020 <laughs> I'm sorry Deirdre if you're out there <laughs> Uh, my so it's my fourth dating it's my dating tip right yeah yeah um, not changed not, not changed <laughs> yeah still the See, same that, that's filler that is filler to speak right there <laughs> I would say my biggest dating tip is I'm going to top up um, the wine while you say this <laughs> I'm glad you're talking about wine I, I may talk you through the topping up of the wine please do uh, um, do you want me to go to the fourth yeah go on clean, clean okay yeah yeah I can <laughs> so I would say back to me um i would say it's probably being very open-minded i'm not referring this to our relationship but just general advice i would say keeping an open mind to like lots of people say like this is my type of paper i want this i want this i want this actually what i found is the people that work the best and end up being something more tends to be the people that you're least expecting mm-hmm. and they're they're not the height that you would go for oh, six foot um, <laughs> they're shoes. not the age <laughs> <I'm> 30 <laughs> um, <laughs> um but they are no not at all um but yeah they're, they're totally different so mm-hmm. you might have this set kind of like i think people get so fixated on this set person in their mind when actually you just need to be open-minded and actually realize 100%. that connection is everything mm-hmm. and you can't describe or plan connection um so to be super open-minded and just take everything as it comes i think yeah i think that's a great one actually really really good yeah do you want to talk about that any longer i think from a from my perspective one of the best things that we ever did was have and i, I said this in this podcast is to be completely transparent from the outset and I think often you can get let down by maybe you know people's uh, expectations of what you may become because you know I would say looking back from my own dating experience you know maybe I've not been the most honest with 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 girls um in the past and um what I would say is just make sure you're true to yourself in the sense that you let that other person know exactly what you want to get out of this and Mm -hmm. you know you don't have to lay all your cards out on the table straight away because that's very full on but when it comes to that cutting point of okay and you both know it you both know okay what are we now what are we what are we now Mm -hmm. just be honest be honest about that because you know i've fallen on my sword numerous times from not being honest but in actual fact it's far more refreshing and for your own conscience sake just be honest from the outset because then no one gets hurt in the long run Um, i couldn't agree more i think 
and you know Nick is very aware from like you know the years that we've lived together and you know the one thing I've always said I think is honesty is the best policy I think you know no matter what people think of you you just have to say it how it is be who you are as a person and again like we said earlier if that person doesn't like it then that's their loss and I think it's really really important to just stay true to yourself stay you know like you said transparent and just you know I think that's the only way that you can get to a really positive outcome which you guys obviously have achieved very very well and I think we've covered everything very you know amazingly in this podcast as Nick points his empty drink to me um but thank you so much for you guys thank you being on my first podcast the inaugural the good the bad and the ghosted I hope everyone enjoys listening and hopefully gets some good tips and something that you can, yeah, some hope, especially during these extremely negative and dark times. And I hope you guys enjoy and I will see you next time. Thank Thank you so much. much. Thank Thank you.